from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff! Hey, Aaron! Welcome all. To all my fantasy children, my name is Aaron Catano. And I am Jeff Stormer. This is a podcast where we take a prompt from Twitter, Google, Gmail, Facebook. We channel and conjure dark energy. Tinder, Tumblr, uh, the Papa John's pizza ordering app. The sexy Domino's pizza delivery fuck music that they play when you're waiting for a pizza to be made. If you've got a prompt that you want to turn into sexy Domino's hold music... Send it over to us. Damn it. So we take all those things, we channel it within ourselves, and we lose a bit of ourselves in the process, but we fire it into a new tabletop RPG character just for you. Just for you. This is what we do for you. Yeah, I don't I don't want to take the Domino's Pizza sex music <laughs> inside of myself and fucking turn it into a tabletop character, but I do it, okay? You think yeah. this is fun? You think this is a fucking game? You, th- <laughs> you think this is a fucking game? You know how awful that is? That music is really sensual, and there's a voiced guy being like, yo, pizza, has ten minutes to go. He's in me! He's in me! I see him in my dreams, yes. telling me that my pizza is always ten minutes away. Yeah, it's been ten minutes away for two years now. <laughs> yo, deep dish, I know. <laughs> Okay, I ate that pizza that you're talking about eight months ago. We've been prepping this podcast for a very long time, which means that we've been channeling dark magic around Domino's Pizza music for a very long time now. Is well, I guess what we're trying to say. So, Aaron, do we have a prompt this week? We do have a fucking prompt this week. I am sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, so our prompt this week was sent in through Gmail. Told you we'd check it. Boom. Got you. It gets you right to the front of the fucking line because we have like three email prompts. Um, okay. Yeah, since we have three email prompts, it gets you right to the front of the line because it just appears right on my phone. Anywho's, this is from, I won't say like their email, so Penumdra. Thank you, Penumdra. Yeah, thanks. This one is fucking incredible. A ranger whose animal companion used to be a human. That's real good. I'm real into that. And there are also fun notes. If you'd like me to share. Yeah, there were a lot of fun questions that I specifically want to answer as we get into this, and I'm real excited about. Okay, so I've been trying to make a character based on this prompt for months. Important questions to ask yourself, and then we'll get to this. Yeah, I'm real excited. This is going to be real good. What game are we using today? Uh, we're just using D&D 5th edition. I've got the player's handbook in front of me. I've got some backgrounds for some tables. But I also have a, ta- a secret table that I haven't told you about that I want to roll immediately. Secret Tables. That's a really good movie starring Daniel Ratcliffe. Oh, no, that's starring Johnny Depp. <laughs> it's a really good Johnny Depp movie, Secret Table. All right, good to know. <laughs> that's not. It's Secret Window, I think. Oh, yeah, it is Secret Window. I <laughs> thought you were being serious for a no. second. You know, no, I'm really just plugging a really, I really <laughs> like the movie Secret Table, and I just wanted to share that on the podcast. Good, good, great. All right. So this comes from rollandshout.blogspot.com. A blog about GURPS and sometimes other games. Cool. Aaron, I need you to roll me three six-sided dice. Okay. Don't add them together. Just tell me the results. And we're going to find out what that animal companion is now. Fuck yes. All right. Let me set these free, my dice, all at once. Ready, set. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, so roll it three times and tell me what the result is each time. Six. Six. All right. Four. 
Good. One. It's a house cat. <laughs> I secretly wanted it to be a house cat so fucking bad. It's a house cat. Okay. It um, could have been, based on six and four, it could have also been a bobcat, ooh. a caracal, a lynx, an ocelot, a cougar, and then a cheetah would have been six five. Is it because I rolled a one that it like shrunk in size to just a house cat? <laughs> it appears that it appears that 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 you want to roll high on all three dice to get the coolest animals. Okay, so basically, I had battle cat, and then I rolled a one <laughs> and got cringer from yeah. He Man. Nice. If you had rolled all sixes, you would have gotten a gorilla. <laughs> oh fuck! Damn it! All right, well that's fine. I like a little house cat. Yeah. Um, what what color is it? That's a good question. I'm thinking maybe like a tabby. I'm interested. That uh, tabby's the orange kind, right? Yeah. I had a tabby cat. Rest his soul. He lived to the ripe age of twenty years old. I also had a tabby. I think he's still alive. I think the tabby cat my family had is still alive. My tabby cat's name was Whiskerman. Mine was Callahan. Can his name be Callahan Whiskerman? Yes, obviously. All right, so his name is Callahan Whiskerman, and he is the animal companion of our ranger. Yes. So this ranger, let's just pick, let's start out, what race are they? We don't, we, we don't have a halfling. Yeah, I like, I, I'm into that. I'm into a halfling ranger. I think that's interesting. Yeah, right? Because the halflings are both in our world and in sort of fiction in general, they're very solitary. Yes. Or they're very stationary. So I, or sedentary, I think is the word I was looking for. So having one that's a ranger that is an explorer is interesting. So they're out and about. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about ranger real quick. Sure. So the class itself. Let me pull up the things about rangers. Yeah. They have some helpful things. So rangers are deadly hunters, warriors of the wilderness. They they hunt monsters that threaten the edges of civilization. They are independent adventurers. They they are, Their true calling is to defend the outskirts of civilization from the ravages of monsters and humanoid hordes. They are natural explorers, and they have like a specific favored enemy that I want to figure out what that is at some point. All right. So we have a ranger who's a halfling. Uh, let's roll on their gender. Fuck it. Sure. So what do, what do we use? A d6, right? We did last um, time or four? I don't know. Yeah, roll me a d, d6. Uh, one and two, he. Three and four, she. Five, six, they. Okay. We got a three. She. Great. Cool. So she's out and about. And her name is... What's a cool ranger name? It's gotta be nature Yeah. But it's also got to be halfling, so it's got to be kind of dorky. Yes. Um. What's a dorky plant? Oh, what is a dorky plant? I'm trying to think of like house plants, because we have a house cat. Why not a house plant for the last name of this halfling? Eliza Johnswort. Oh fuck! How do you do it time and time again? Eliza <gasps> Johnswort. Johnswort. Holy. J o h n w j o n. Hold on, I can t- I promise I can spell. I have an English degree. Yes. J-O-H-N-S-W-O-R-T. Named after St. John's Wart. So Eliza John's Wart is in the forest? Is that where they live? Um, well, that's actually a question. What terrain do you think that they are favored in? What terrain are they particularly familiar in? Which will probably tell us where they grew up. Yeah. The options are Arctic, Coastal, Desert, Forest, Grassland, mountain, swamp, or underground? Hmm. I kind of want to go with forest. It's a nice traditional. I think forest is good. Yeah. Yeah. I like tradi- I like a traditional ranger. I, 
I like my Rangers traditional, damn it. I just don't like deterring from the path. No, but I really do. I like a nice green woodsy ranger. Yeah, I like that. And I like that because we were talking about halflings in the last episode. Yes. They have that. They have this big forest around their, where they live. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. So I think a ranger, a halfling ranger is going to have experience in that terrain, in Ooh. that like dangerous forest, if they are de- sort of defending the halflings from sort of incoming monsters, they're going to have experience with that sort of big, dangerous forest. So is this halfling uh, preventing the city from monster attacks, or is it just hanging out? What was it? Why is it in the woods? A little of both. Okay. I think she is exploring the forest. Let me go, let me figure, let me, let me think about background. To find the backstory of Eliza, we gotta talk about this tabby cat. We gotta talk yeah. about, uh, Callahan Whiskerman. Yeah. Which definitely was his human name. Oh, I got a great thing. Go for it. I got it. So, used to be a human. Halfling and human. They had a lovely little relationship going on. Oh, interesting. And it was not going well in Halfling Town. Eliza's yeah. Eliza's parents did not approve of Eliza dating Callahan, who was maybe he was a dragon human. Sure. And they were like, I don't know. I heard those people are a little rough around the edges. It's got a little danger to them. And then Eliza was like, well, I mean, I love this person. Oh, no. Did her parents curse Callahan Whiskerman? Yes. That is a definite yes. Oh, no. She loved him. So then I think, well, I think that tells me what background I want Eliza to be, and maybe all, like, and then we can talk about what background I want Callahan, because I also want to roll on tables for Callahan. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, this is a double whammy. Yeah. You're welcome, world. Yeah, you're fucking welcome. You get two for the price of one. So what I, I think I want Eliza to be from the sage background in D&D. Okay. Which is that they are scholars and learning lore and all that kind of stuff. Oh. Because I think that's interesting, kind of like wizardly stuff. Because I think that makes sense if her parents were also like wizarders. Yes. Wizardry people. Okay, I love it. Then, yeah, then she's she's dating this... Human. She's dating this human. And the, her parents are like, no, I don't... I don't like this at all. This, this is terrible. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust him. I don't. I don't like his last name. They don't like. They don't like outsiders because they're halflings. So they they put a curse on him. Oh no! To turn him. Oh, they're making fun of his last name. They turned him into a little tabby cat. Yeah. Oh. I uh, I I initially thought it was just a, a an unfortunate coincidence, but yeah, that was definitely an intentional. Like, all right, you're gonna be a whisker man. Yeah, it's like, oh, you want to be a whiskerman, Eliza? You want to be a whiskerman so bad? You want that to be your there new you title? Here you go, bam, cat now. Awful. Oh my goodness, that sucks. It does suck. Damn, that's really shitty, actually. So then I think that drives what Eliza's doing, like, in the woods and, like, exploring. Just searching for uh, someone who can fix it. Yeah, someone or something. The thing is, I don't think that the the spell to turn him into a cat, it wasn't, like, well done. It was, like, a shittily cast spell. It was she was in a par- a fight with her parents, like the kind that you have when like you do something that they kind of don't like. Yeah. And her parents acted out. <gasps> Ooh, I have a I have an idea. All right, go for On it. On that. So we're, let's say this is in the dark ages. So sure. magic is fucking raw and shitty, you know. 
So it was just a fight with her parents about uh, Callahan, and Callahan is you know awkwardly standing in the back while this fight is over, like at like dinner, sitting on the couch, flipping through a magazine. Yes, and uh, like in a fit of rage, the parents are talking, and they're like, "You want to be a whiskerman so bad? Then fine, go and be a whiskerman." And that passion translated to like a shitty spell. That shot at Whiskerman. That's awesome. That's amazing. And I love that. And turned him into a cat. And that, so no yeah. one really knows what the fuck to do. So she's got to, like, bring him along through the woods? Yeah, obviously they don't stay. And I guess they're in they're in early Purethra Guild. So they bounce. They bounce. And now they're, like, in these deep, endless woods, like, looking for magical things that might. Yes, looking for anyone who can help with this. Yeah. Whoa. So the sage background includes the following equipment. Okay. I normally don't get into this because it's real, like, small, but this is this is huge. Okay. A bottle of black ink. Okay. A quill. A small knife. A set of common clothes. A belt pouch containing ten gold. And a letter from a dead colleague posing a question you have not yet been able to answer. Oh, what? What is the question? I think it's gotta be... I got it. I got it. There's something in the woods that can turn Callahan back because if we go back to our our lore episode, our history lesson. Yes. The artifact of the halflings is hidden somewhere in the wood and the only way to turn him back is to find that artifact and become like a god level person. Oh, I like that. They're like, there's something out there. Yeah. So... Hmm. Yeah, this can't be the Dark Ages. Or is it like, yeah, let's just say that this is right after, like, Tiamat and Amy. Yeah. I think it's early enough that all of the artifacts haven't been found yet. Yes. Oh, fuck. So, they know that there's something in the woods for halflings that can, like, give you tons of power. And so it's sort of like finding the grail. Like, everyone thinks that's the solution to all their problems. And so everybody is looking for it. And I think everybody else is looking for it for these, like big important reasons yeah they're like i want to become the most powerful military general i want to use it to like i want to use it to advance science and eliza's like i just want to bring i just want to bring my love back oh my goodness we uh we have to go back then to like how they met because now i have to develop this love story yeah well that's gonna help because i also want to like figure out who callahan was yes and i guess like what brings him into halfling town yeah exactly so uh we go back to the lore and tiamat and amy have introduced humans and dragon humans into the population let's talk about uh eliza yeah let's talk about eliza john's wart what is their deal who are they where do they come from you think in wealth are you thinking just middle of the road they're like middle-of-the-road scholars, I think, and they're using what little magic they have to figure out how to grow plants. <gasps> what? They're like, hey, you know, they're, you know, if we use magic, we can go grow, like, really big food. Like, look how big this pumpkin is. <gasps> Whatever. That's fine. But, like, it's it's that. It's that level of, like, huh, we can use magic to grow, grow big pumpkins. That's oh, neat. Oh, my God. So their their family is in the early stages of, like, channeling magic into improving agriculture yeah and like they're just now being like man this is pretty cool we could probably do something with this oh my god i think i have something pretty good all right their business is picking up and i think they have a vegetable shop and they hire they they hire a a guy who's down on his luck because he's just new to town to work at the shop the family shop 
and his name is Callahan fucking Whiskerman. Perfect. Then he's going to have the criminal background. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, the these people are just, uh, humans just rolled into town. You know, yeah. dry, even even humans, the ones that Tiamat made, they're just this new group of people who just kind of show the fuck up to all the cities like, hey, everybody. Even better. that Then that makes it even better. I didn't realize that there was another one that I had missed. There's an urchin background. Even Ooh, better. Perfect. Yeah, because he's got nothing. He's got nothing. He's just looking for work and they give him one. Wow. Okay. So they give him a job. They cut him a break. She is just overworked is the thing. Like yes. she's filling in all of these like menial roles and she's like passionate about their about their work. Which, roll me a d8. Okay. Eight. Yeah, so she's a scribe. So she's, like, writing down all of these ways that they're making pumpkins grow, right? Yeah. She's, like, taking these notes, but, like, she also has to, like, sweep up the shop and arrange the shelves. So she's like, you have to hire someone so that I can write these books of magic because this is going to be valuable one day. And they tell her, like, you, all right, if, if you want an employee, you have to find them. And mm-hmm. so I think, oh, maybe she has she has interviews. So she holds Definitely. interviews, and in walks this this guy who's down on his luck. Hey, my name is uh, Callahan. I'm new to town. Part of the allure is that she's never seen someone like this before. Yeah, he's like for sure. not a halfling. You know, he's got he's got some fire to him. He's got some passion to him that she can't quite explain. He is tall, dark, and handsome, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yes, he's got something in him that's just. She can't just quite explain. He's got some... There's just something. Yeah. And she, he's like, yeah, you know, I just need work. I'm new to town, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Because he's, he's a dragon person, man. He's trying to... Grabbing his own destiny. Yes, exactly. He's a driven motherfucker. And she likes that. Of course, if an employee, that's ideal. So she's like, I'll, I'll take you in. All right, let's do this. And so they start working together, because she has to train him. Yeah, and then they, you know... Fall in love. Yeah, one night at the shop, it's just they both reach for the broom and their hands come on each other. And I think, I think they talk a lot. I think she learns about, uh, she learns about life and dragon from him. Yeah, and they're learn, they're working together. I mean, they're spending a lot of time together. He, he's talking about like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to get my feet on the ground and trying to get a solid start. I wanted to come to Purethra Guild because, you know, I just, Something was calling me here. I don't know what it was, and I think I can I think I can better my life starting here. And she's like, Wow, I want something you know, I don't think she's satisfied with yeah. just growing pumpkins and stuff. I don't think so. Because I think that's why she's trying to write stuff down. She's trying to do something more. She knows there's something calling to her from beyond that forest. Yeah. She's like, What is out there? Like, you know what I mean? They haven't really explored yet. The halflings stay behind the walls. Yeah. She's like, what is out there? And I think that's what makes the fight happen, is I think she is like, Dad, I, I don't want to stay here. I want to leave, and I want to leave with Callahan. I want to leave Purethra Guild. And they're like, you're not. You're not leaving. No, we don't leave. Like, we're halflings. We stay where we are, and we we cultivate the land. Especially, you're not going to do it with this dragon person. I think that's real cool. Damn. I think they accidentally turned him into a cat. Yeah. So she's, like, freaking out for a while, right? Like, she's heartbroken. She's lost. But she has a letter from somebody, like, another halfling scholar, who is apparently dead. Yeah, he's dead. He was just wrote off a letter offhandedly to them to be like, all of the reports say that there are, say that, like, there are things out there that we can find. Mm Mm-hmm. 
there's got to be an artifact out there that that is lost somewhere in that wilderness that would have like incredible power we just need to find out where it is exactly even if they don't know it's like a magic relic of power i think the halflings are starting to wonder now that these races are showing up like these new races they're like what is out there yeah what's what's past the haunted forest there has to be a huge world out there that we've yet to explore and there has to be there has to be objects of power like myths are gonna start i think that's the question that that eliza has not yet been able to answer is what is out there with the subtext of like, is there something out there that can help us? Yes, because these people are starting to come up. This this man comes into her life who's from this world and he's telling her stories of the things that he's seen as he traveled from Dragon to Purethra Guild. And she's mm-hmm. just getting like, she's salivating at the idea of this expansive world. Yeah. Damn. And so she wants to see it. And they're like, yeah, we're going to explore together. They were planning to explore together. Oh, and then they get to. They get to, but he's a cat. He's a cat. All right. So let's let's talk about life as explorers then. Yeah. They're out and about. They're out in the wilds. They're they're seeing what sorts of like things are out there, but I think they're also discovering like what types of horrible things are waiting in this wood to essentially keep halflings in as much as keep other people out. Yes. Getting out of the wood is not as easy as it sounds. My quick question is, can Callahan still talk? I think so. He's a talking cat. I'm into that. Yeah. Well, cool. I like that he's a talking cat. So it's like an animal companion, like in the in the magic sense of like, he's a talking cat. And he sleeps in her hat. Maybe it's a Chewbacca thing where it, like he makes cat noises, but Eliza can understand him, but no one else can. Ooh, I love that. So, okay. Callahan is an adventurer. Right. You know, he's he's been around the block. He knows how to survive, how to fight. Yeah. She does not. She's a sage. So I think that he's helping her out while he's in cat form, like, become more of an adventurer. Sure. Because she's just a nerd. She's the scribe. Yeah. So this whole ranger thing is, like, really last minute. I think that makes sense, He's teaching her how to track, and he's teaching her how to hunt and use a bow. Yeah. And she's slowly learning that she's like, wow, I'm really fucking good at this. Maybe Mm -hmm. I, I am a ranger. This is awesome. Also, real quick, I am looking at the urchin background in D&D, and just like with the sage, there is one thing in the equipment that is vitally important that you know. What is it? Callahan Whiskerman had a pet mouse. Oh my god. (laughs) How appropriate. Did he eat the mouse? No, I think the three of them (laughs) adventure together. Aaron, how dare you? Can I throw something out there? Go for it. The mouse lives in a pouch around Callahan Whiskerman's neck. Yeah, that makes sense. And it just, like, peeks out like a little kangaroo. Yeah, that makes, yeah. But he'd be a bigger tabby cat. Like, he's not, like, the size of a dog, but he's, like, he's a big... He's a fat cat. He's a big, fat, orange cat. Ooh, I love this. And so they go around questing, but what is what is the obstacle? I think the obstacle is that, that the forest itself... The forest itself, I think, is the obstacle. But do they ever find anything? Like, that's the thing. Like, this... Are they just wandering, or do they have a clue? They have a clue. In this... In, like, the research that, that was going on from the other halflings. And I think that they, the clue they have is... I think I've got it. Okay. Tying into the idea that we said earlier that everybody looking for, for these sorts of objects of power, but looking for them for big reasons, right? Yes. So I think that the clue... Maybe the letter that she got, maybe the the inclination that she has is tying into the fact that she's looking for this clue for, like, a low reason or a yeah. small reason. Mm-hmm. 
is that the object of power isn't in a big place. Ooh. Like, there are, like, abandoned caverns and hollowed-out temples and things where the big military people are all, like, going and being like, it's obviously gonna be in here, it's a big temple that popped up in the middle of the woods. Yes. Like, the obstacle is she knows that it can't be in there, right? Because that's too obvious. Yes. So it's, like, out in the open? I think it's hidden in a place where no one would look for it. Okay. So it's literally, like, in a stump or something, somewhere in this endless wood. I want to give her, like, a hint. I think that's what's on the letter. Yes. The letter is something to the effect of, it's not going to be in, it's not going to be in a big place. Like, that's what we know. So she knows she's really the only one that has this because this person sent it off and they said it's not going to be in a big place. Like there's no indication that it's going to be in a big showy thing that would be too easily found. The conclusion we can draw is that it has to be somewhere small. So Eliza is the only one that knows that. Go ahead. Okay. So now that Callahan is a cat, can he feel the direction that they need to go? But... She knows that if he becomes a person again, kind of, I'm kind of thinking some kind of consequence. Like, there has to be some sort of consequence. I think I've got it. Okay. I think I've got the consequence. She needs Callahan to be a cat because he has a sense of where the object is. Yes. That's the clue. Okay. The consequence is if he becomes a human, he'll no longer be able to sense his way back. Hmm. What do you mean? So, if they were to find the... The object, which yes. I think I think I want to leave up in the air. I don't think I want to know that for sure. Yeah. If they find the object, he becomes a human. He probably, he has like cat-like senses. He has like sharp heightened senses. Yes. So, and part of this is a magical sense of knowing where this object is. Yes. However, if they find it, then they are in the, they are in these woods or even beyond the woods with no sense of like, here's how we get back. We can't go home. Yes. Okay. So let's say the magic woods are some kind of like, it's almost like a wooden labyrinth. Yeah, that makes sense. And at the center of the labyrinth is then uh, this item. And Callahan in cat form could find his way out, but not as a human. Yes, that makes sense. Oh, shit. So she has to train her ranger skills high enough. She has to become a good enough ranger that she can find her way back. Because a ranger would be able to do it with like tracking and pathfinding. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I so love that. So she knows that this is what, like, this is what I have to become in order to get what I want. And to be able to get home. Yes, for what I want is for Callahan to become a human again and for us to be together. But what I don't have right now is the ability to get home. I have to become better at tracking. I have to grow as a ranger and become independent. I can't lean on Callahan. Because right yes. now she's completely reliant on him to find this object. She has to become... Uh, not so dependent on his ability to take her where she needs to be. Because right now her entire quest has been driven by Callahan. It's just like, this guy came into my life. We fell in love. My parents cursed him. And now I have to fix him. I have yes. to bring him to this thing. You know, we, he's going to lead me there. You know, he's holding her by the whisker. Like, you know, if she's basically just following this man cat, following him into this maze of a forest she has no ranger skills. She's basically just learning from him, we said. She has to fucking, she has to put on her big girl boots and start doing this shit herself. Like, I think while Callahan's like, just follow me, I know the way, I'm an adventurer. She eventually has to be like, no, you know, Eliza, you gotta do this. Yeah. You can do this. She has to grow into a person that can do this herself. Yes. Because, you know, she's just been the scribe and he's like, I know you're a scribe, but I'm an adventurer. 
Like, we got this. And he's super supportive. And she's like, yeah, I got to do this. Like, I have to do this myself. It's not enough for me to just follow you around. Girl, you growing. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. No, she's growing like a little plant. She's got to grow. Oh, I love it. So you want to roll on some tables? I fuck yeah, I want to roll on some tables. These are hollow little babies right now, and we got to make them full. All right, so we're going to roll on, uh, do you want to roll on Eliza or Callahan's first? I want to roll on Callahan first. Okay, so he's an urchin. Okay. He's got a pet mouse. Yep. With a pouch on his neck. All right. Uh, roll me a D8 for a personality trait. And these are traits that he had as a human that we'll have to figure out if they translate over. Of course. Into being a cat. Seven. <laughs> he doesn't like to bait. He's a stinky kitty. He's a stinky kitty. You're a stink cat. He doesn't even lick himself clean. He's like, nah. Because <laughs> no. he's, a, he's a human. He's like, I'm not going like, to do that. That's I'm so not weird. Lick my asshole. Yeah, like, what? I have to clean my what with my what? Like, yeah, yeah, Callahan, like, you're starting to stink, and, like, cats don't stink. He's like, I'm not going to lick myself. He's a stinky cat. He's a stinky oh, fat Oh, that means kitty. Eliza probably has to wash him, at, like, as a <laughs> cat. Just to bathe him, he's a very angry cat. Mm. <laughs> uh, I like this. Yeah, dunk, oh, it's adorable. Dunks him in the river. Okay, Callahan, I know you're not going <laughs> to like this, but I'm not going to like what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think it's important that that, like... He's got the mind of a human, yes. body of a cat, but I think the bo- I think he sometimes is cat-like. Yes. So I think he put in the water, he's like, ah, oh, there's water, water, I, I hate it. I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, but it's also because as a human, he didn't bathe either. <laughs> yeah. All right. I love that. Okay. I love that very much. That is amazing. Roll me a D6 for okay. his ideal. All right. What does he believe in? Four. Retribution. Hmm. The rich need to be shown what life and death are like in the gutters. Totally makes sense. He gets to Pyrethra Guild, who is, you know, they're... They're they're very wealthy, yeah. Yeah, they have plenty. It's a city of plenty. And he comes from... Nothing. Walking from fucking the ruins of Dragon to Pyrethra Guild. Yeah, I think he's a little resentful. I think he's kind of... He's got an attitude. He's a bad boy. He's, he's a bad boy. Exactly. He's like, you know what? I've seen... He's seen some awful shit. He knows what the struggle is. The struggle yeah. is fucking real for dragon people. Yeah, right. They've walked all that fucking way, and it's it's been horrible. Yeah. So we're made D6 for a bond. A bond with another character. All right. Five. He escaped a life of poverty by robbing an important person, and he's wanted for it. Oh, no. So he was making his way to Purethra Guild. Yes. Took something from someone, like robbed someone. Yeah. In order to get the supplies to get through the wood to get to the city. Yes. And so now there's an, there's an element of of hiding out to it as well. I think it's a he has a hidden life. It's like yeah. the life that he he was, and he doesn't want to think about it. We said that Tiamat uh like led them. She led the dragon yeah. humans. So I think that there's you know there's like sentries and guards that helped get them where they needed to be. I think he did something bad. During yeah. that period of, because it was rough. Like, we're not saying it was an easy journey. So I think he did something. He may have killed a sentry when they were being attacked. I think that, I like that. I like that he, yeah, he attacked, he took, killed somebody, took their things and ran. And ran, and that's how he got to Pyrethra Guild, but that's not who he is anymore. Yeah, and that's also why he's not with a larger group. Yeah. It was a different time in his mm-hmm. life. It was a dark place that yeah. when they were traveling, there was a monster attack. You know, and in his fury, in his dragon fury, 
he may have there may have been some friendly fire with his sword. Yeah. And it's just something that haunts him for the rest of his life and he knows he's wanted for it but he's like I can't I can't go back. Yeah. I know what happens to dragon humans when they when people know that they've done wrong and I can't go back to that. I can't have that life. Yeah. Holy shit. That's sad. That is sad. Callahan Whiskerman. But it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. They're going to figure this out together. He's not alone in this world. No, he's got Eliza. Yeah. So roll me a d6 for a flaw, in addition to the fact that he killed a guy one time. <laughs> <laughs> once fucking killed a guy. Three. Three. He will never fully trust anyone other than himself. <sighs> I'll add Eliza to that, I think. Yes, I think he has a, tr- a deep trust, because I don't want it to make... I- I'm not saying that it's he. he's this damaged guy, and they have some kind of toxic, horrible relationship, you know. I think their relationship is very healthy. Yeah, but I think he is very, he doesn't trust other people. Because I don't want it to be some fucking Nicholas Sparks, like, he he only trusts Eliza and he has fucking night terrors and she's the only one who can keep him safe and, you no, know, I no. think it just, I think it just, he doesn't trust people naturally. I think yeah. it's just that he is a solitary person now. Yeah, he's a dragon human. He's a, he's not a sad man, but like, he's just seen some stuff in a, in a, yeah. fla- in a life, in a lifetime ago. And he's just starting out fresh, and he has a person who he can completely rely on, and it's Eliza. And he just doesn't, he's just cautious of other people. Ooh, I have a question. Yes. Is there a little animosity toward dragon people among the world? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I I think people don't particularly take to them initially. Like, the other fantasy races don't really, like, they know, they like humans. Like, you know, because they're made of magic. But I think the ones that are from dragon are just... People aren't as keen to them. People aren't as nice. Yeah, I think that's fair. And he lives with this, and that's why he doesn't trust other people. He's a little bit closed off, yeah. Yeah. All right, I love that. So let's learn about, and now let's learn about Eliza, and then I think we'll be all wrapped up. Fuck yeah. All right, Eliza. Roll me a D8 for a personality trait. Okay. One. She uses polysyllabic words that convey the impression of great erudition. What the fuck? Um, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm a theater major. Please make that. She English. uses big words to sound smart. Of course she does. That's amazing, though. That's so incredibly perfect for this because yeah. she's uh she's a bookworm now yeah. out and about as a ranger. Okay, I got it. So she's she's a ranger now. So she's uh tracking and she's looking at like regional plants. And being like, oh, this is, because she's, of course, she's from the agriculture world of Pure Ether Guild. And so she uses these humongous words and, like, scientific breakdowns of plants to Callahan. Mm-hmm. Hmm, what do you think this herb is? Do you think it can heal us? Well, this is the blah, 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 of the genus, blah, 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 blah. And it's this long, 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 long description. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So she's really fucking smart. And that's going to, it's honestly a good quality for a ranger to have. Yeah, it is. And she's able to to leverage that to be, like, a smart ranger. Her intelligence will uh, will help with, like, how she figures out the bow, I think, is, like, with physics and stuff. She's like, I know that if I pull this arrow back at this angle with this amount of tension in my back, I'll be able to fire it with enough velocity to drop that bugbear. Yeah. Awesome. So roll me a d6 for Eliza's ideal. All right, you smart cookie. Three. Logic emotions not must not cloud our logical thinking. Okay, I like I like that. There's a mystery and she wants to solve it. Yes, she's reminding me a lot of like Thelma from Scooby Doo. 
Yeah. Except like a halfling. Yeah. Okay, so she's applying logic to everything, and I think that might get her in trouble along the way because she's now in a dangerous place where the like the wilds don't adhere to rules that she's expecting. Like if they're tracking an animal, she's like, I know that the behavior of this animal, it usually will, you know, go toward water. Mm-hmm. She has certain expectations now when she shouldn't have any. Yeah. So roll me a d6 for her bond. Five. I've been searching my whole life for the answer to a certain question. Wait, wait, what is it? Because it's her whole life. So, hmm. She's been, she grew up writing, like, writing down magic, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What if it is, how do we use the magic we have to change our society? Like, how do we codify magic to to use it to the greatest effect to change things? I don't think she's ever liked the fact that Purethra Guild and the halflings are closed off. Yeah, I think I like that. I'm into that. Like, how can we use magic to, like, although the races are together now, it's like, how do we break down these emotional walls using magic to bring each other, to bring uh, ourselves closer to the other races? Yeah, and I think, I think that, taking a big picture view i think there's a certain irony in that she's like how do we use magic to make purethra to make like our our world as good as it can be and the answer to that may or may not turn out to be just grow pumpkins much larger (laughs) just make a bigger pumpkin (laughs) you just keep making bigger pumpkins and well that'll i think that might be her legacy and that is tragic and hilarious (laughs) that is absolutely hilarious she figured it out she figured out the spell She's like, I can figure it out that we'll have food forever. No one will ever be hungry again. And government officials looked at that and said, okay, but hear me out. Okay, and like in 500 (laughs) years, we'll have fucking gigantic pumpkins. And we'll just use that to determine the mayor. Oh my god. Well, all roads lead to Samuel Gord. But I, I love the fact that that's her ideal, though, is bringing people together. Because I think there's this magic is still mysterious. Yeah. So it's this force that she's slowly seeing that it's in everyone. Yeah. And she's seeing this man, Callahan, Whiskerman, come into her life. And he's like, he has magic too. We all have this force that connects us. We can't all be that actually different. If there's this magical force that's within every single one of us, then it's just a different shell around. It's just a different encasing around a big ball of magic that's inside of us. That's all the races are. Yeah. That's fucking cool. That is cool. So finally, roll me a d6 for their flaw. Two. Most people scream and run away when they see a demon. I stop and take notes on its anatomy. I like how she's getting the same roles as wizard. Yeah. Ooh. I have something. Yeah. So we're we're saying that she's inexperienced and she's expecting she's expecting a certain thing from thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that it'll translate to her inexperience as a ranger- to she's not fearful and also she's very driven so if she were to see like a new beast or animal she's I think, gonna want to learn like what it is yeah, yeah she's a true ranger she's gonna want to get her bestiary all set up her mental yeah. catalog of what these things are and she knows that she needs to do this in order to better understand the wilds yeah so she's like an encyclopedia of monsters and how to kill them and that's why hmm i love it because it's like what you asked before what her favored enemy is what if it's fucking, like, all of them? I'm into that, That, yeah. like, she writes down details about everything that they come across and fight, and as she kills it, she's scribing down, like, what was the best way that I did that? Let me break this down. Hmm. 
And so when she sees a new uh, monster, it's kind of like Terminator 2, like scan vision. I reference Terminator way too much on this. Mm-hmm. But th- she kind of is like analyzing it. It's like, all right, it has the legs similar to that monster I killed last week. That means it'll have powerful leaping abilities. That means if I shoot it in the arm, it'll, you know what I mean? Yeah. She can deduce the best strategy based on all the things that she's a sage. Yeah. But also a ranger. She's a sanger. Sage ranger. Rage. Streets of rage. Streets of rage. Oh, God. Yeah. So I, f- I think that's awesome. I think that's great. I think so, too. All right. So Eliza and Callahan, that's it. Yes. That is a wrap on this dynamic duo. Did we answer all of those questions? Shit. Let me see. Oh, boy. I think we did. I think we did. I hope to fuck we did. Did the ranger know this person? Yes. Was the person animal cursed? Oh, shit, yes. Is it genetic? No. How long ago did the animal transformation occur? We figured that out. Is the transformation temporary? Can the transformation be reversed by true love's first kiss? No, they've made out no, a lot. they made out. Yeah, they they did not make out while he was a cat. <laughs> no. I will put There's that out there. No, no kissing a cat. You know, fan fiction be damned. I mean, whatever. If you want to write it, God bless you. But- in canonical world, she ain't kissing no cats. Yeah. He's got a rough tongue. The second he turned into a cat, they, they had a conversation. They're like, we're not cool with this. We're not cool with this. Yeah, okay, we are great, so Robin. not fucking anymore. Those days <laughs> are so over. And he was like, I know. <laughs> I think they had one of those like couples conversations. You know, the ones where it's like, hey, can we talk about something? Yeah, I need to talk about something with you too. Yeah. And like kind of both at the same time and they're like, we're not making out. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's going to be, it's going to be a rough few years until we can oh, reverse it. But like. I really, I thought that you were going to say something else. I thought that you were going to want to make out. Oh my God, this is a relief. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we'll just travel around. We're companions now. You're still in love, but we are no, no weird. <laughs> not, you can pet me. Not making out. Please, please scratch me under my chin. And that is about as far as we will go. But I might scratch you if I if I decide I'm done. Because he's he's getting cat-like, but he also is like, no, don't do it. Don't tease me. I will claw you. I'll, I'll get you. Now, please look at my belly for a minute. God, I love this. I love this. This is amazing. Eliza, what is her last name? Eliza, Eliza Johnswort. Eliza Johnswort and Callahan Whiskerman. Real quick, what's the mouse's name? The mouse's name is... Nibbles? Nibbles. It's Nibbles, Nibbles the mouse. And so with that... I think that's done. Yeah. I think that's it. I think we're good. So until next time... Oh, wait, no, fuck. We have to talk about all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, we have other stuff to talk about. What the fuck is wrong with me? We just have to thank uh, Penumdra. Thank you, Penumdra, for your prompt. A ranger whose animal companion used to be a human. If you would like to submit a prompt for us to create a character out of, you can tweet at us at amfc underscore podcast or use the hashtag fantasy children or you can email us obviously obviously send it to all my fantasy children at gmail.com post on the facebook page all my fantasy children because it exists it's still a it barren wasteland but it's okay it's fine um also consider giving us a review on itunes yes those are helpful they help the show grow yeah so check us out you know check us out on twitter talk to us if you guys want to just like chat about characters and stuff That'd be fucking awesome. I love talking about characters. Yes. Uh, You can find me at Aaron underscore Catano. And you can find me at Dex Dynamo. Yes. And you can also find Jeff's other podcast. Yes. I host Party of One as an actual play uh, focused on two-player role-playing games. This week we played The Bite, which uh, I love and was miserable. And it will make you cry. 100% will make you cry. If you've ever seen the last scene of the movie The Thing, 
when the two guys are staring at each other with guns and they're like, you might be a monster. Well, you might be a monster. What do we do? It's that. That is fucking incredible. It is. It was heavy. Yeah. So check that out. So also, thank you guys for all of the support that you've been giving us. We we love this podcast so much. We just want to keep it growing and keep churning out new stuff. And we cannot be happier to know that a lot of people are receiving this positively. And it's giving, yeah. them a, it's, it's giving them good feels. Yeah, I like that a lot. During such a dumpy time. I feel good that people are feeling good, though. I'm going to focus on that. Yeah, I'm glad that we're helping out with some feels, because this definitely helps me during poopy times. And it does I'm, as well. Me yeah, as well. I'm glad that that uh, light is reflecting on others. So, yeah, with that, until next time. Good night and, and good, good game. game.